Hello and welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ and today I'm talking with Nick Onken. Nick is a creative entrepreneur, a world-renowned lifestyle, fashion and travel photographer. And he's worked with the likes of Jessica Alba, Usher, Justin Bieber, as well as some of the world's top brands such as Coca-Cola, Nike, Reebok, Vogue and Cosmopolitan. He's the author of the travel photography book, Photo Trekking, and is the host of Shop Talk Radio, a podcast with the mission of inspiring everyone to unlock their inner creativity and create their dream life. Hello, Nick. Thank you so much. Hello, hello. That was quite the intro. I know, I know. You sound, you're such a pro. Don't let me down now. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I forget that I've done all that stuff. We were just chatting a second ago about like how like we just, it's, it's, it's like mic porn here. Like we've both got like this awesome mic. It just, it just looks so cool. And you're another podcaster, so you got the whole setup. <laughs> yeah, I love this thing. <laughs> Radio. Now, one of the things when I was, um, I was on your web- website, it's, it's this word which is obviously extremely important. It's like, can you explain what you mean by creative resonance? What is that about? And why does that inspire you to do what you do? <laughs> the infamous term. <laughs> Uh, creative resonance is something that I just kind of uh, came to over the last few few years of my life, and it's kind of that that high. It's like a high feeling. It's like a drug, and it's a feeling that I get when I create things, when I'm taking photographs, or I create a painting, or a podcast that I love, something that I'm proud of, and. And every time I create something, I feel that resonance, whether it's, it's one Instagram shot or it's, you know, on a photo shoot and I just, it's that spark. It's that je ne sais quoi um, about a photograph. I don't know if you ever heard that term, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of like that. It's, it's the, it's, then it's that feeling that you get from that. And there's also, I feel like there's that feeling, the same feeling when you're sharing that with other people. And, you know, there's, I get the same feeling in, in inspired conversations and I'm sure, I'm sure you've felt that before. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like, I love it. Like you mentioned your Instagram there. I love it. There was, um, there was, there's just some great, as in like, you've got a combination of just like beautiful shots, but then you've just got some awesome quotes. And I was just like, fuck, there's like so many cool quotes, which I was like, want to talk about One of them was just like, um, which I, I read and I was like, yeah, just it said like we attract what we are ready for or something like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so cool. Like, what, 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 why did you post that? What, what does that mean for you? You attract what we're ready for. Well, I think that comes into play with so many different aspects of life. You know, I think the lot, the journey that I've been on over the last couple of years is just a more internal journey. Like, um, it's been a, I, I did this emotional intelligence and leadership training, like, in LA a couple of years ago and that kind of expanded my mind into the realm of possibility of of life and how we create these limiting beliefs based off of our past experiences and it's when you start becoming aware of these things you you know we we raise our consciousness in a certain state and when we raise our consciousness we of of who we are and what we're all about we start to attract different things into our lives. And I, I believe that we won't, we attract what we are ready for, you know, like whether it's a, a job or a girl or whatever it is, it's, it's about the inside first. And then once, once we are ready for whatever that is, the universe will bring that into our sphere. Yeah. I love that, that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, like I quite like it. That was, um, cause it's now like you know easy to like you know you've got you've got this 
awesome life, you know, traveling around the world, like photographing. But I mean, it was like, it was a real like hustle to get there, which I love. I mean, it was, and you, you've been quite honest about the fact that, you know, often you can, people sell the dream, but like, you've been quite honest about that, like, you know, it was, it was a serious hustle. I mean, like, I think you had this great break um, back in 2000 something when you had this job from Nike and you were like, you know what, I've made it. This is awesome. You know, you go shoot these <laughs> athletes, you know, I've hit the big time. And then suddenly you didn't see another job like that for like two years or something. Like you say, so you, you got to obviously, how did you go like, how did you manage that two years thinking, shit, like when's it going to happen again? <laughs> well, it was a humbling experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought I was in and then it took two years. And I think, you know, that goes along with what we were just talking about. We attract what we we're ready for. And I think that's something, especially in the creative space, because creativity is a journey and making a living as an artist you know, your art is, it takes a while to get to the place where people are hiring you for it. So in the same respect of you, we attract what we're ready for, you, once your work gets to a certain place, it's going to attract the people to, to hire you for it, yeah. you know. And you have to work on your craft and work on your art until you get to that, that arena. And, you know, maybe the Nike thing was like a fluke. <laughs> job there was something in there that i was ready for for that job but like for the rest of it you know where i'm at now it took a couple years and maybe maybe it was something that i you know i i myself wasn't ready for until a couple of years later yeah and that's so pushing through it you know it's like i talked about before you get a capital job and so that you can pay the bills while you're working on your craft um, because it takes time. It takes, you know, 10,000 hours if you've ever read uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Mm, absolutely. Um, and it takes a long time to get through that 10,000 hours. It takes a lot of um, energy and motivation and, and mindset to, like, to push through all the things that it takes to get there. I mean, we have, there's so much resistance. Um, the War of Art is also a great book that is that I've, I read a long time ago and he talks about the resistance, which is like whatever it is that keeps you from creating and it could be distraction, could be negative thoughts, could be fears, could be anything. We have the, we all have those every day. And the idea is to push through that and to push through those fears, push through, through those distractions and get through it and get off and start creating and the more we can create, the faster we're going to grow. The faster you grow, the more you're going to attract the actual work into your life. I love that. And you, I, you, you're talking about, um, yeah, like just, like just learning by doing and just like just messing around, you know, take action, screw up, learn on the job and you'll learn faster. I think you're talking about when you, um, you learned about snowboarding the first time, you know, just, <laughs> just throw yourself on the top of the mountain and just figure it out. Like, you know, you, you're going to fall down, you're going to get hurt, but I mean, you're going to, you're going to learn pretty quickly that way. Yeah, I mean, that's always been my approach is just like throw myself in the fire and figure out how to get out or just like jump off the cliff and weave the parachute on the way down. Um, and I think that's kind of the attitude you have to have in entrepreneurship is, you know, you just have to go, you just have to go for it and know that things are going to work out. And if they don't, then you can figure something else out. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for entrepreneurs is being okay with not having the security of knowing when your next paycheck is. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people, but that's part of the game. Yeah. That's interesting. You use, use the word game. Cause I mean, yeah, I think when you, when you approach it as a game, then I think it, 
you know, almost like, you know, Monopoly or something where it's like, you know, it is a game and, you know, just you're going to you're going to mess up and you're going to you're going to do well and you're going to mess up again and then kind of almost approach it like that rather than, you know, being so, I don't know, I mean, I guess it just changes the way you view and approach failure, I guess, you know. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, f I feel like if you're on it and you're, you know, failure can happen. But what is failure? You know, it's, it's, it's learning as well. Yeah. You're either winning or learning. That was another one I posted. <laughs> <laughs> you, you imagine living in a world of like love, passion and inspiration and believe that creativity is how we get there. Why do you feel that creativity is the key? Um, I think we're all creators. And, you know, regardless if you're an artist or not, I mean, everybody creates, can create something from nothing. Entrepreneurs create something from nothing. They create businesses from nothing. Um, I think, you know, we're all meant to create, you know, we're either, we are all either creating or consuming. And I feel the most fulfilled when I'm creating. Um, I mean, I, I, and I know a lot of my, my friends feel the same way and people that are constantly developing and creating in, in my life and the conversations that I have are the people that are most fulfilled. You know, they're, the, they're creating what they want in the world. They're creating, you know, is it, was that be the change you want to see in the world? Yeah. And it's true. It's when you're actually doing things, it's, that's, I feel for me where the fulfillment comes from. And when, when, when trying to talk about, you know, achieving dreams and, you know, stuff like that, um, it's this idea of, which you talked about, of working backwards. Can you explain what you mean by working backwards? Uh, well, in creative entrepreneurship, I think, or just, I think more on the creative side, um, I guess you can do it with anything, but kind of seeing the end and, and seeing what the successful people are doing and breaking down what makes them successful. And as I say, take photography, for instance, you know, for me, it was about looking at other photographers' work that I aspired to, and I still do it. I still do it now because there's still another level that I want to get to. And breaking that down and, and what is it that I like about that, their work and then how do I integrate that into mine, but how do I create my own style at the same time? You know, there's, there's aspects of, you know, how do they get there? What did they shoot? You know, what, what was the business aspect model that they created to, to get there? And so if you're reverse engineering and breaking it down, then you can learn how to integrate that to your own career and life and, and whatever it is. I mean, I, I'm speaking in the terms of, of a creative career, um, but you can use it. You can use that idea in any other, in any space, I, I think. Yeah, that's when you're just talking that it just reminded me of um, a book I read the other day, um, Steal Like an Artist. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. By... Um, was, uh, Cleon. Austin Klein, yeah, isn't it? I love that idea of actually, you know, looking at all these people you're inspired by, and actually, you know, take, taking bits and you know, it, you know, being inspired by all these things. You know, rather than trying to think, I've got to do something completely original. You know, you, you we're constantly being inspired and taking bits, you know, from all these different inspirational people around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. You don't want to like plagiarize people, but <laughs> sure. it's, it's pulling. <clears throat> you're right. It is pulling inspiration from other artists and. And there's, you know, I don't know if you heard of this guy, uh, Todd Henry, but I just interviewed him uh, recently. And he's he's got a website called The Accidental Creative. And he talks about the creative process and and the different stages that you go through in that process. And the first, the first step is um, imitation, 
because you emulate and you imitate until you kind of take what you learn from that and put it into your own work. You're not actually like copying and sometimes it might look like you're copying, but if you're, as you go through the journey, you take elements that you love from that and then spin it and make it your own. Hmm. What, what, what is the, uh, the thinking behind, um, create your moments. And, you know, I think you've got that on like Twitter <laughs> and you got a hashtag create your moments. What's that all about? Well, it kind of, the, the whole idea was derived from the way that I shoot, the way that I approach my photography. And, you know, when I'm on set, when I'm shooting with a, with talent or model, I'm always creating the space for moments to happen. I'm not actually just directing precisely what I want. I like to create the space for them to play and for those spontaneous moments so it feels real. And I wanted something that could kind of translate socially. And I was like, well, what about create your moments? And then it kind of spawned into, well, that's how I'm, that's kind of my mission. And that's what I've done with my life is create, you create the smallest of moments, you create your life. And I've always been a believer in lifestyle design, especially after the four hour work week I read like years and years and years ago. And so creating your moments is like the social hashtag that I came up with to, you know, to inspire other people to, to do that and to consciously choose creation um, because we can either choose creation or consumption or living in cir- circumstance. And creating your moments is about, you know, jumping off and creating that for yourself in your life. And like I said, when you create the smallest of moments, you create your life, you create your career, you create the, the bigger picture, you create the bigger story. So start on the, start on the micro level and then that, what, and that, that radiates out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like you think about it in the moment and you, ha- you have a decision. You're like, oh, I could go create this or I can just sit down and like do nothing. <laughs> and, you know, it's almost like a mantra of like, okay, I'm going to go create my moments. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get fulfilled. I'm going to go do something that's fulfilling. Nah, nice. I like that. Now, I mentioned in the intro that, you know, you host your, your own podcast, like Shop, uh, Shop Talk Radio, and you interview like, countless like successful creative entrepreneurs like have there been any sort of i know stories in particular that like really like stuck with you oh man i'm sure it's so funny like all the people yeah i mean all the people that i've interviewed are like they're interesting to me so like there's a i'm always so fascinated to talk to everyone um you know i i think the first one the first interview i put up was with scooter braun and funny story, like I was so, I was actually like nervous to ask him, <laughs> but in all, it was, it was a funny story. So we were I actually, we took Justin down to Guatemala, um, Justin Bieber that is, and we, to visit the schools for Pencils of Promise and, and to do some charity work. And I know Scooter, I didn't know him that, like that extremely well. And we were all, it was me, him and Adam coming back on the plane and I just like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask him. I'm just starting this podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I think it'd be fun. <laughs> so I asked him <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, anything. Totally. Absolutely. He's like, I'm in town this week. Let's, let's do it. So I went to his, uh, hotel during the week and we got in, I sat down, I had my, my little cheap travel mic sitting there and he's like, what, what is this thing again? 
<laughs> um, and he, uh, so we sat down. He's like, "Wait, can I got? Can, we can edit this because I gotta like answer. I gotta work. Like, how long is this gonna take? Like, forty five minutes to an hour?" He's like, "Okay, well, I gotta still answer phones and stuff like that." And we sat down and we got started and literally he just like ignored every phone call and he was like so into it. He loved it. It was great. Um, that was a, that was a great one. Um, oh, same with when I asked Usher, he was like, I was like, hey, can I get you on my podcast? And he was like, what is this? <laughs> like he didn't even know what a podcast was or is. But it's funny, like only seven. Apparently, only seventeen percent of the population listen to podcasts. Really? Yeah. I thought. I yeah. Think about that. I, was, I read this article about it. When you you mentioned Usher, I think there was um, there was uh, I remember seeing. I think it was on your blog um, that one of the biggest things that he said that really that that from that interview was um, he said um, the key is you've got to either evolve or evaporate, and so you've got to constantly like be reinventing yourself. Is that is that right? Yeah, absolutely. That's funny. Like, it's funny you mentioned that because that is like the the one thing that stuck out to me from that interview. I mean, we talked a lot about you know like family and and the importance of all of of that and staying centered and grounded. But like, we ended with evolve or evaporate, and it's so true. You have to like keep evolving, otherwise you're gonna sink and you're gonna you're not gonna be fulfilled, and you're gonna like other people are gonna surpass you because the world keeps changing, and it's it's changing even faster and faster now with digital, the digital space, the internet, everything. Things are are moving and changing, and and you got to adapt and evolve and keep going with it. Yeah, I think that's um, I think what one of the one of the things was interesting was like. <clears throat> Do you kind of like feel that? Because I think often there was like, a, it's really interesting because yeah, on your blog, there's a lot, you give a lot of uh, advice and like things which are like, you know, you're thinking about the moment. And there was a theme that I saw was you'd always, always like, you know, you just been to some training or read a book or gone to some course. Like, are you constantly like constantly learning, constantly growing? I mean, is that, is that important to you? Oh, absolutely. I think that's the most fulfilling part. And I've always been into personal development, but not as much as I am now. In the last couple of years, I've, I've, you know, I've, I feel like having coaches and having becoming better at life is is, is going to make everything else better, you know, from the inside out. So if you're if you're working on yourself internally um, to become a better person, you're going to create bigger results in your life, um, from deeper relationships to a more fulfilled life to a bigger impact. I think it's very very important. Yeah. What would you say about, cause I guess there's maybe two different schools of thoughts. Like some people are saying, you know, trying to turn your passion into a business can maybe just kill that passion. But you're obviously someone who's actually, you know, he's made it work. Like, you know, you are living, breathing, like, you know, you, you, you do what you love for a living. Like where, where, where's your take on that? I think you got to stay balanced first of all. And just, it's a conscious choice to be to have that balance and to create that balance for yourself. And I think as, as much as you do paid work, you've got to carve out the time to do personal work and do stuff that's fulfilling to you. And I'm, I'm still working on that today. And, you know, I'm, I'm working on, you know, I've developed a style. Now I'm working on developing a signature and that's like the next, that's the next step for me. So that takes a lot of, that's going to take a lot of personal work on the other side, while I'm still doing like, you know, it's like a juggling act, the whole, like, it's always like a juggling act. You're like paying the bills and then you're like doing your own work. And it's, it started like that from the beginning. You know, I was, I was like taking small jobs. I was taking design jobs. I was doing whatever I could to pay the bills while I was like working on my photography. 
And then my photography got to the point where I was getting hired for it. And now I'm getting paid the big dollars for advertising and stuff like that. So now I have that. Now I'm playing on it. Like I'm juggling on a bigger level, you know? So I like, I've got all that stuff going that funds like all my other creative projects. So the podcast, more, you know, more of my own photography projects. Like I'm going to Cuba next week on my own dime just to shoot, just to, I'm taking a model down there and we're just going to go run around for like five days and create. And, you know, we're not getting paid. I'm not getting paid. It's just for fun. And I think you got to stay fresh and stay, you know, stay creative to balance out the money jobs. Cause a lot of times the money jobs aren't as creatively fulfilling. So I think that's the balance between staying passionate, <clears throat> sorry, staying passionate as you're talking about and not losing it. You know, I, there was a couple of years, it was like 2009, 2010, I was like shooting so many advertising jobs. I got burnt out. You know, the same thing. I was just like, oh, like so many jobs. It's taking so much time. Yeah, I was making a lot of money, but um, the jobs weren't as creatively fulfilling. So I think trying to balance out the time that you're spending doing money jobs and creative projects for yourself is huge. It's key. Amazing. Yeah. And what do you say a fulfilled life means to you? Uh, fulfilled life means, I think, being happy with yourself at the core of who you are and living the life that you want and creating the life that you want because we all have the power to create what we want we just have to start from the smallest moments and sometimes it takes it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of time and you have to be smart about it <laughs> so you know i think constantly developing having the right people in your life you know curating curating the life around you, whether it's your environment, curating the inspiration that's, you know, in your environment, it's curating the people that you're interacting with that, you know, push you to be a better person as much as you, um, push them and, you know, doing what fulfills you, whether it's traveling, some people love traveling, some people don't, but find what fulfills you, what, what is exciting to you and integrate that into your life. You know, what's your ideal day look like? Do it. Create it. I love it. Yeah. Probably sounds a lot, lot, <laughs> a, lot <laughs> a lot easier than said, said than done, but you know. <laughs> and what is one thing our, all our listeners can do today that will have a massive positive effect on their lives? Um, one thing, create your moments. That hashtag's going viral. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I guess I, I talk about it a lot, but it's true. I mean, if you're in that moment where you get to decide and, and it's realizing that you have the power to choose. Yeah. So if you have the power to choose, then choose it. Push through the stuff. Push through the fears that, that keep you from that. I love that. That's a theme that's really come up like loads throughout all these interviews is that, you know, we've, we, we've got control, you know, right? whether you like what you see or you don't like your reality, like you've got the power, you know, it's actually really, um, it's empowering because we, we, you can change you know, your life. Anything you don't like, you can change, like you can craft and, you know, your design, you know, your ideal life. So I think that's, yeah, hugely empowering and uplifting to realize that. Yeah. And it's all through the mind. Everything is in your mind. You know, you, you create your reality and your, your thoughts create your reality. Yeah. And, and that's how, you know, I, through my podcast and, listen, and interviewing all these successful people, 
the common thread is the mind power that they have and the mindsets that they have to get to where they've gotten. And the people that don't succeed are the people that let their fears and let their doubts and get to them. And if you can push through all that, if you, if you can reframe your mind, like I have another quote that I put, it was like, be the Jedi of your own mind. If you can, if you can Jedi your own mind, <laughs> that's the ticket because belief is everything and believing in yourself and, and knowing that you can do it and, and getting past the negative stories that you tell yourself. Yeah. We all have negative stories that we tell ourselves. I think the key is that the people who, um, the people who do kind of succeed, they, they've still got the same fears, the same insecurities as everyone else, but they've pushed through and done it despite that rather than that stopping them. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really Absolutely. interesting. Yeah. Are there any books? We mentioned a couple earlier, but are there any books or resources which have changed or had a massive impact on you? Hmm. What are the latest books? Um, I'm like notorious for like starting books and then not finishing them. So I have like 50 books in my Kindle that are like halfway finished. Um, Gosh. Outliers, Steal Like an Artist, The War of Art, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek. I mean, Lewis's book, The School of Greatness, is going to be a great one coming out. Uh, so that comes out in November. Uh, I just started reading it. I shot the book cover. (laughs) (laughs) Last but not least, how can people stay in touch? Where can we send them? Like, how can they stay in touch and find out more about you and your work? Um, I'd say Instagram is probably my favorite social media platform. Um, and that's at Nick Onken, N-I-C-K-O-N-K-E-N across all platforms. So nickonken.com, Twitter, Nick Onken. Everything Nick Onken, except for Snapchat. I had to put the Nick Onken because somebody else had Nick Onken. So. <laughs> that, that, that was me. I stole it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to get on the Snapchat game. I never oh. used it. I don't, I don't, it's, I, it's the little 15 seconds or like 10 seconds and then it disappears, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it disappears after 24 hours. <laughs> now there's Periscope. I'm trying to do Periscope, but I'm, I've only done a couple of those. Oh, God, at least track. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> this has been so much fun talking to you. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.